everyone. Welcome to the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And along those lines, I'm really excited to have uh, someone on the show that has a really uh, deep and interesting background uh, across health, fitness, design, innovation, and the intersection. But I'm not going to steal asunder. I've got Chris Hua on the show. Chris is the Chief Design and Innovation Officer at Sutter Health. He's done some cool stuff. He's doing some cool stuff. He's going to continue to do some cool stuff in health, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to uh, <laughs> steal his thunder here. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Anthony. And thanks for everything you're doing on the show. It's great to get this information out there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And, and uh, you know, as you know, it all revolves around uh, a person's story and how that correlates and, and really has a, you know, a direct impact on health, which is uh, obviously, you know, I'm really enthused to hear about your where things started for you. So maybe you can tell us, uh, take, teleport us back to where it all started. Um, you know, what led you to become the person you are? So I'd just love to hear a little bit about your background story. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it started um, in Colorado and uh, the exciting parts for us there were just getting outside and, you know, in experiencing nature, experiencing, mm -hmm. um, got introduced to uh outdoor outdoor sports and things along those lines and they got really into those things um so having a big passion for for mountain biking and cycling and and ultimately went to school um racing and my first job out of college was uh for specialized bicycles and mm. and um i like to tell people that i've been in healthcare my whole life but you would never know it based on the on the brands and the companies that i've worked for but that was all about um, just a passion and a pursuit of uh, what the human limits were and, and how far could you go, how fast could you go, how high could you go. And all of it was community-based because we were all in it together, traveling to different races, going around the globe and seeing different countries through a bicycle was, uh, was just amazing. Um, however, uh, it was... Um, there was more to the story and and i recognized along the way that that was very unique and quite privileged um you know a lot of the bicycles these days cost tens of thousands of dollars and the the barrier to entry is really high so it starts to tee up um are we missing something here and and the thing that really changed my perspective was i did the aids ride uh with specialized and it was just so eye-opening how much community meant and they weren't trying to go that fast and it was all about having a the best party after the ride and and just really enjoying each other and and thinking about what the bigger purpose was and could we raise money for this great cause etc and so um uh, after a few years at specialized uh went over to a company that's become pretty well known called ideo and ideo was where sort of a religion was born for me and that was there's a process of creativity and innovation that could be replicated and it didn't matter what industry you were in um, and at the time idea was moving from things that would make a sound if you drop them so designing physical objects to more experiences so um, at idea we authored in fact i've got it in my shed here that i'm working in in the COVID era and um, <laughs> we authored a point of view called in search of wellness and it was all about um, what what the world might call pop health now, but what we were calling as designers is how do you create emotional connection to healthier things um, and make them more interesting and engaging and fulfilling and use people's um, 
um, not just logic, but really emotion to drive a health agenda. And and once those lights went on, it just never stopped. And so we started doing projects in the food industry. We helped a British chef named Jamie Oliver start a, a food revolution here in the United States. Mm. Um, we And really looked at that as to say, sure, yeah, practically, you'll be healthier if you scratch cook at home. Um, but But what Jamie unlocked in a lot of people was that that's an emotional thing and and uh, that can connect families and it can be rewarding for kids. And we taught lots of kids how to cook and they would teach their parents how to cook. And it was all about emotion. Um, and then the outcome was, oh, by the way, we just got healthier. And I think that pivot is a, a major pivot um, that uh, frankly, I think healthcare has needed for so long, trying to fight logic or emotion rather with logic, telling people, it's a simple math problem. You know, if you eat less and exercise more, you won't have a uh, weight struggles. It's like, yeah, that's well, that's what the math says, but should tell that to any uh, actual human being and it doesn't land that well. So, mm. so looking at emotion became um, really powerful and then marrying that with the sophistication of health research and health outcomes, that's where things became really potent, but leading with emotion became the aha. So from there, I went to um, spent 10 years at IDEO projects in, in food and a uh, project for the CDC, a project for Nike on activating um, uh, less active populations and what would that mean for their brand. And so just learned like the playbook um, and then went to a startup, a Google venture funded startup called One Medical and learned from um, great entrepreneurs like Tom Lee on how you create a startup in Silicon Valley that was reimagining primary care. And so there we got into the rigors of um, actual healthcare delivery. And I found that to be so interesting. I would say as a younger person, I was intimidated or um, uh, just didn't have the patience for uh, the length of time it took to get into healthcare. And then realize that the world changes really quickly and I didn't wanna you know, become obsolete career-wise. And so then found myself back in healthcare um, really uh, thinking about these things through the lens of an entrepreneur and the lens of an innovator, but then surrounding myself with people that were clinical, surrounding myself with people that were research built, surrounding myself with physicians and um, healthcare administrators and, and using uh, that collaboration to get a lot more done from what we'd call now a pop health strategy. So from one medical came over to Sutter and that's um, where you know, you get the full spectrum of healthcare delivery from babies and uh, and uh, maternity and transplant surgery and oncology and the whole gamut um, exists here, uh, but hence the two worlds meet. So how do we take this human-centered design approach embedded in the middle of a very large healthcare system and watch what happens? So the rest I'll tell you in future questions, but I'm really <laughs> about that right now yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely um well thank you so much for that the the it's very interesting background very fascinating the skills and development you've done and and the combination of just you know design thinking you know meets healthcare fitness and and it, it's it's extremely powerful work that you've done Tell me a little bit more about, you know, some of the projects and we're living in an interest, not to date this interview, but we're living in an interesting world right now with, with COVID, right? And right. Uh, the current crisis that's going on and surrounding it. But tell me, tell me a little bit about some of the things you guys are doing right now, some of the things you're working on and some of the things you're mentioning. So I'd just love to maybe elaborate a lot more on the present. 
Yeah. So, um, so I just have to just say right off the bat, the pandemic has been um, very heavy. Uh, there was a daily call for Sutter where we, um, you know, hear the daily updates and uh, and what's happened uh, for innovation within that environment is uh, even the innovators are sprinting um, faster than they ever have. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, you know, when the environment changes so quickly, while we would never wish a pandemic on on any country anywhere, um, one thing that is true is that the constraints changed. And when the constraints change, um, creativity starts to emerge. And so uh, when we could start to see telemed uh, explode and being able to see our, our patients through all kinds of telemed platforms to um, shift from sort of... Uh, you know, in the hundreds to now thousands and thousands of telemed visits happening every day, just that sprint uh, alongside that. And and really unpacking every part of that is, yes, the technology is important, but um, how does a, how does a telemed visit change? How do we do things like lactation support and telepsychiatry and um, even group visits virtually? And what are the dynamics there? And all of us have been learning about that, whether you're just working with your company or you're receiving care, delivering care in that way. Mm-hmm. So the constraints were changed so quickly and some of the regulatory environment changed really quickly. And then the the economic dynamics changed really quickly. And so all of a sudden there was a radical pull for innovations that we hadn't seen before. So it felt like we were innovating, you know, a year's worth of work on a daily basis. And we would Put that day's work out into the environment, learn from it, build on it, iterate it, and keep going. And so truly a sprint metaphor with very little time um, to think at length about uh, all all the uh, inner workings. We just needed to launch. And mm. so that's been exciting. We were running on adrenaline for weeks. That settled down a bit, uh, but still working very hard and moving really fast. Um, the other part I'd say is uh, I'm excited about the creativity that that's introduced. And, and mm. a, a key part of this storyline has been making sure that the healthcare employee is very well cared for. Um, and that frontline employee is safe, um, you know, healthy and, uh, you know, emotionally in a good place. And so uh, we started you, being human centered design. We just started unpacking what would be going on in the lives of those employees and some creativity uh, came in the form of, well, they need childcare. Um, so uh, if there's burden of extra childcare at home, that's going to make it harder um, to show up to work, to be ready to work, et cetera. So we teamed up immediately with a cool company called urban sitter and just did matchmaking of childcare um, people to the need. Uh, and the, huh. the second one was this said, well, we're going to surge these sites and we're going to need more people um, at specific sites in our system where people may not live there. And so um, we reached out to our friends at Airbnb and in five days we had set up a um, Airbnb sites that were really close to those key six sites that we had identified. And we were able to provide free um, Airbnb housing for uh, any healthcare worker that needed to go to those sites. And so just um, the spirit of collaboration uh, has been extraordinary and it just keeps going. Um, the third one, which is a little bit more unique, was we recognized that we would hear these calls and talk to our healthcare frontline employees and they'd say, I don't want to expose my family. So on shelter, again, we thought, well, um, could we could we deliver uh, 
an airstream to your backyard and uh you know kind of kind of out there right but turns out there's a cool company called outdoorsy that'll do just that and so um we teamed up with them and and lo and behold we had airbnb urban sitter and outdoorsy all available to our employees that needed these things um for their own protection and for their peace of mind and uh and not um uh, affecting their families and so really excited about how innovation was working so quickly to get those wow. things done in addition to all the telemed visits and uh I'd, I'd love to someday just share with you all the inbound things that were happening on a daily basis all the offers that were coming in productions mm. for ppe just trying to get people people ppe so mm. you can hear my passion coming through and all that oh, yeah done, um you know, out of a shed in the backyard for me <laughs> and <just laughs> network, network to the team across the state. And so, you know, yeah, we had our own working constraints and uh, I just think it's an incredible innovation story here. Um, and we are already thinking about what here is permanent, what will change forever. We don't think care will be delivered the same way ever again. And mm -hmm. so what are the things that are um, real breakthroughs for healthcare in the form of affordability, engagement, connection to people. And uh, can we create a healthcare delivery system that resonates a bit more with our end users um, uh, in this um, sad but um, but very real crisis that we've lived through? I love it, I love it. Um, super cool things you're doing, Urban Sitter, Outdoorsy. Um, yeah, and I know the telemed stuff is also just, you know, super growing for you guys. Um, went from very little to, a significant, significant boost daily as well. And it's just, it's great to see the innovation that you're leading and you're ushering through, uh, Chris. Um, and, you know, along those lines, you know, what the, the, the most interesting thing that I'm sure you're thinking about constantly, you know, you're putting the right foundational elements that either, you know, things going the keep going the way they, they are right now, or they revert back to some sort of new normal. Um, there's going to be an, an interesting new future it's hard to envision, right. right, what that looks like. But tell me a little bit about the future, um, the way you see it happening in healthcare. What's going to change? What's going to stay the same? And um, obviously, a lot of great things are, are going to come out of this, right? Um, but but tell me about the future, the way you see things happening. Um, and I won't hold you accountable for <laughs> your predictions being a little off, but I just love to see, like, hear from your perspective, like, where is healthcare innovation going? What's here to stay? What's what's going to take a, a less of a, a more of a backseat, just kind of, kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you for that question. And, and yeah, I do think it's, it's shaping now. So by the time this podcast airs, I'm sure um, many will, will uh, know far more about all the long-term implications, but I, a few things that we're uh, excited about and then watching closely is um, the shift from uh sort of interstitial or um, care that falls in increments to a more continuous care. We think we think that's extremely exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and right now that might look like, let's remotely observe uh, the temperature of a, a, a COVID sus suspect patient. Um, but longer term, we wanna know um, if people uh, are willing to share this data, of course, I think data is going to be a really interesting thing coming out of this. And what are are the privacy boundaries? I think watching the Apple Google announcement um, yesterday is really interesting. Uh, but we we are excited about a more continuous, ongoing 
relationship between care teams and people? And what are all the ways that um, information is exchanged? So that might look as simple as um, sleep data, for example. So uh, our patients are, their bodies are regrowing every day. It happens every day in a sleep cycle. We think that, uh, we think your healthcare system should be interested in that and may want to know that. And that would be really valuable no matter what your condition is. So if we sort of extrapolate that out, it's like maybe one of the best things we can do for pop health is just start with some of the foundational elements like sleep um, before we get to some of the more difficult ones like behavior change. Mm. Um, so, so that more ongoing relationship, we think that we talk about telemed and I think people um, think of it uh, so, so narrowly in terms of there was a traditional healthcare visit that was this way. Um, and the new one is uh, just replicating that same thing, but in virtual form. I couldn't disagree more. I think it's opening up so many avenues to gra grab insight, gain insight into somebody's life um, because we're in their context, not ours. And, and can we actually start to shift this from one-to-one -one medical appointments to one-to-many medical appointments or many-to-many -many, um, medical appointments? We're seeing... Um, both in good and bad ways, um, bonding of neighborhoods. Uh, we're watching people on tools like Nextdoor offer support to their neighborhood. What if that What if that kept going, right? So right now they're offering grocery help, but what if for our seniors and communities, um, Nextdoor was a great enabler for continuous care of those um, seniors? And what if your health system knew that that was happening? Um, mm. Again, being really appropriate with data use, uh, but we think that's really exciting from a, a pop health perspective and this continuous relationship and new and novel ways to do telemed visits are going to be really interesting. Um, then there's the COVID specific items. And I think here I'll defer to many experts uh, on the on the pandemic that are far smarter than I about transfer of the pandemic. But um, I do think there'll be interesting uh, pros and cons around how uh, governments and tech may respond to that. And so we're watching that really closely. Um, so yeah, those are a few things that come to mind. Also, what's the future of work? So are we, how important is physical space going to be after this? And I think, um, I think we'll all crave human interaction as we are now, um, but will the, the quote unquote office as we know it change permanently and that'll Im impact all employees? Um, and last but not least, Anthony, and this is important to call out, is there's the, the health crisis of the pandemic itself, and then there's the correlated health crisis associated with unemployment rates and a significant economic downturn, um, and implications on um, negative implications of things like social isolation on long-term health for our seniors and mental health of, of everyone. So these are all things that are going to need to be addressed in in hopefully new and novel ways um, delivered from health systems and others uh, to address some of these big issues. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating future. And, and I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of executives at different hospitals. And I've never heard some of the innovations um, that you're mentioning uh, and the combination, right? You're kind of really um, combining, creating like a really modern recipe for what makes sense in this modern world that stays flexible stays lean, but stays relevant to really make sure that, that patients are being reached at the, the right time in the right way with the, the best economics, right? And so 
Um, so I really appreciate um, what you're doing your, in your background to, that supports, you know, what you're doing in the future of health that we're inching towards, or actually probably sprinting towards, I should say. Um, Chris, um, uh, I know uh, you probably um, have some interesting health habits yourself. I'm always interested in hearing about maybe one or two things that um, someone does to keep their own um, um, spirits high, your energy level high. What's, uh, what's something you're doing these days um, that, that, and something you recommend maybe for our listeners to try out to stay optimally healthy and, um, you know, mindful during these, uh, th- during this, uh, this point in time? Mm, it's a great question and uh, very humbled as if we had it all figured out. Uh, I'm <laughs> the last one to stand up to say, here's the way to do it. In fact, I'm, I'm curious, those that were um, on the healthier side of the curve coming into this, um, I'm wondering if they're falling apart and that this may be an opportunity for those that weren't to, to rise to the occasion. So a, 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 a ill-formed hypothesis in the making. <laughs> uh, right. But I think for us, um, you know, uh, I, just it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a three-year-old at home. We have two working parents. Obviously, as I just shared, our work has been really demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing we do uh, at the end of each night, um, I, I find that um, we talk about things like meditation and whatnot. And I think it's, it's, there's so many people that will say, I know meditation is good for me. I know that I should do it. I know how to do it. But do I do it? No. And so what are other ways we can work in a, a level of just awareness? And so our family does um, three gratitudes each night. So sometimes it's hard to conjure up three. Uh, but even our three-year-old throws a few out, and so she'll she'll be grateful that we read books in the tent or you know something like that. Um, so that's helpful. And then um, you know movement in our household is really helpful. So just making sure we we do move. Um, typically, when it's non-COVID, there's I ride my bike to work, and that's both meditation, so kind of head clearing, getting ready for the day, and uh, it's it's sort of a combination of the past that specialize all the way into the present. Um, so I do miss that a lot. And uh, I just think getting out and getting some fresh air is great. And then I mentioned sleep as well as um, even even uh, in really aggressive times like this. Uh, I try not to budge on sleep and to um, get decent sleep whenever possible. And it definitely doesn't work. Um, I'll, I'll be glad to share my sleep data with your <laughs> listeners. Um, but uh, it's not great. But, you know, doing my best on that and just trying new things out. Um, uh, on a weekly basis. So yeah, thanks for asking. And then I do think connecting with family has been helpful and just trying to make the most of this. And I think outlook's important too, just thinking of this as if I think that we're going to be in this in a while, um, it's helpful to, you know, think of it that way. And so mm, trying not to sort of fight the urge to go back to the way that it was too quickly, um, knowing that things may be permanently changed and just trying to um, embrace the things that are positive as um, benefits, even though back uh, before this happened, they might not have looked all that significant. Um, even the small things look more significant now. So, yeah, and would love to know your answer too. Um, I'm yeah. sure the audience is, would be very curious. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love what you're doing here. I mean, for me, you know, prayer, meditation, um, you know, uh, these jail workouts, so like the burpees, the push ups, you know, trying to yeah. do as much creative 
in place. And, and the irony is like, you can get right. You can get fit wherever you're at. It just takes discipline to do, you know, 200 Hindu squats or, or whatnot. So I'm, I'm playing around with all of that these days. Um, yeah. for me, you know, absolutely prayer meditation. And I do a lot of, you know, I, I'm right there with you probably like you, you know, it's just crowding out, crowding out. So as much as possible, um, positive music, high vibration music, um, as much prayer and meditation that I can fit in, um, a lot of devotion, a lot of um, uh, as much fitness as possible, and being outdoors and, and timing, timing yeah. sunlight. So when you get that yeah. goal, you're, right, it's a blessing where we're at. And so if you can time where your skin is contacting that good sun at least twice a day, yeah, lots of water, eating fresh. I'm a vegan, so okay. uh, you yeah. know, getting up early, you know, getting up early before the, the kids wake up. I'm sure you know uh, America's. Yeah. Trying- Experiment with uh, and realizing that the the easy the easy answer to productivity is just get up really really super early <laughs> before your kid gets up, right? Yeah, no, I've been uh, doing that. Try and get your work day in before it gets up, so then you know throughout right. the day. If you're, yes, get a productive start. That's right. Yeah, so that's um, and all of that's a work in process in this new era. But uh, you know, at least that that's the philosophy on, on my end. It, uh, but uh, but Chris, I like your regimen. I like your schedule. Most importantly, Chris. I love your background and I love your passion and I really appreciate what you're doing. It's really fascinating. I think you, you have an incredible uh, template and blueprint that a lot of hospitals need to adopt out there. And, uh, but most importantly, the supportive way of thinking, Chris. And my, my very last question for you is contact info. If our listeners, if you'd like any of our listeners to reach out to you socially or directly, what would be a good way uh, to do so? Yeah, thanks, Anthony. And and thank you for doing what you're doing. I do have one last thing, and I'll add it to our list tonight. We have uh, something called the Jar of Awesome. Mm. And, uh, and you throw things in the Jar of Awesome. So I appreciate that you're helping get these messages out. So we think that's awesome, and we'll throw it into the jar. Um, let's see. The uh, the thing that uh, for social connection is uh, Twitter's underscore wa, W-A-U-G-H is my last name. And uh, email is just chris at sutterhealth.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, we'll definitely link to that. And um, it was super great, you know, having on you sh- on the show. And then as you work on more things and as we come out of this, maybe our next one could be um, in our office here in person and uh, we can do a red couch one and also catch up on some of the new things in this new world that are, that are, that you, you're, you're continuing to work on and new things you're working on. But um, to, to our listeners out there, this is the pop health show. This show is for anyone with a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And Chris, again, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks, Anthony. Take care. And, uh, and best of luck to all the listeners in this uh, shift past COVID. And hopefully we'll, we'll be moving forward faster um, and yet being really conservative in our opening up. So thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Chris. Bye-bye.